Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bustin' Bust Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. Bustin' Loose Baseball, episode 67. Toby Altizer with you here alongside Grant Paulson. Appreciate you guys listening in. Make sure you like, rate, subscribe here on the podcast. Getting started here. Okay, series coming out of the break. Grant, they got one win. You'd like to see them win some more games, but you felt like they had a chance since they're on the road. It's crazy that their home road splits are so different, but uh, it wasn't great series out in St. Louis, though. No, it was not. I mean, you're looking for... Two out of three against a team that oddly has about the same record as the Nationals do, right? Because to your point, when you're on the road, the expectations go up. And especially after you get the first game seven to five like they did on Friday night. Now you got two games on Saturday and Sunday. You just got to find a way to win one of them and you steal a series. Uh, The Cardinals explode for nine runs on Saturday and then eight more on Sunday. Josiah Gray didn't have it, which we can talk about, but they ended up. I thought offensively having a good series. I mean, the Nats scored 17 runs in the three games. Generally speaking, that that, that is going to be enough for them, I think, to win at least one, if not two games. So um, I liked some of the things they did. You know, scored 10 runs in their final two games. Shouldn't have been two losses. But as you said, the story has been C.J. Abrams coming out of really the end of the first half into the second half. And now they got to dial some starting pitching back in. 
Yeah, they go out to Chicago now, the friendly confines. Hopefully they can get in a series without a rain delay. We'll see if they can do that. But so far with C.J. Abrams, six games in that leadoff spot, he's had 27 plate appearances. He's had 12 hits, two walks, eight runs scored, a double, a triple, a homer, two RBIs, five stolen bags. That's a 480 average, 500 on base, 720 slug, a 1220 OPS. This guy's looked like a totally different hitter, Grant, when he's been at the plate in that leadoff spot. I like the fact that his approach is going the other way, taking what's given to him. He's got a at-bat against Jordan Hicks. How I don't know how anyone gets a hit off this guy with how hard he throws and the movement he gets, and he just shoots one into left field, no problem. That's the kind of approach you like to see out of CJ. Yeah, this has been a blast to watch here. This is the hottest stretch he's ever had as a national, and it's not close. If you look at his last six games uh, in order. So I'm going to go from six games ago against the Rangers until this last game. He went one for three, two for four, three for five, two for five, two for four, and two for four. So that's five consecutive multi-hit games. That's a six-game hitting streak for him. And as you mentioned, he had a stretch where he stole a base in five straight games from the final four games of the first half to the first game of the second half, he stole two, one, 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 and two bases in succession. So you kind of tally all that up here, coinciding almost directly with him becoming a leadoff batter. It's almost like the mentality has changed. His aggressiveness has been elevated. 12 for 29 at the plate. That is a 414 batting average in his last seven games. An OPS over those seven games, not only over 1,000, but over 1050. Uh, his last 15 games, which is a decent sample. It's you know 55 at-bats, a 364 average with, again, an OPS right around 1,000. And then if you extrapolate things out over 30 games, so this is essentially a sixth of a baseball season, right? Like over 100 at-bats between a fifth and a sixth of the year. He's hitting 285, and his OPS in that time has been right around 770, which is you know about 50 points above league average. So... There are some really encouraging signs for C.J. Abrams here. If you look year to year, and I know last year was not good, so this is more an indictment on how bad offensively things were last year. You know, his OPS is up 100 points from a season ago, but everything's up. His on-base, his slug. Uh, last year, he hit about 240. Right now, he's hitting 255. There is obvious growth here, and it's encouraging. Like, this is what this year is about. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and I think that when you look at what you've gotten this year out of C.J. Abrams, if you were to just look at your regular totals, you know, a 254 average, just under 300 on base, the slugging percentage all the way up to 420, I think you'd be pretty happy with this. And then you throw in the way that he's gone about this. He started slow, you know, almost a little discouraging in a lot of ways because you really were watching the young kids. We've talked about this before for this season that you're just kind of watching the young kids. You want to see how they do. And... With CJ, he starts slow, so you're maybe a little bit discouraged, but you got to remember how young this guy is, and he's learning at the major league level. This guy hasn't played tons of professional baseball. He didn't play a ton in the minor leagues before he got sent to the majors, so he's kind of learning on the fly in the major leagues, and he's going to have to learn with the Nationals here, and it's taken some time, but it looks like over the last month, really, that he started to find something, and I think you add on that he looked like he was starting to find something towards the bottom of the order. I think Davey recognized that maybe he was turning a little bit of a corner and Davey just wanted to throw a little extra on his plate and said, Hey, go ahead and lead off for us and figure it out. 
And I think that CJ just sometimes needs that little bit of a challenge from the manager, from just that little extra bit of responsibility, right? And now he can kind of take ownership. Not to say that he doesn't like being in the lineup every day, but down in the nine hole, not to say that he's, you know, disappointed about that or moping around. That's not what I'm trying to say. But if you put a guy in the leadoff spot, he can kind of take ownership of that. I'm the leadoff hitter for this baseball team. I'm the table setter. And I think you've kind of seen that over the six games so far. Like this dude's getting on base any way he can, slapping hits the other way, stealing bases. Those are the kind of things you see out of CJ Abrams. And I'm totally fine if this narrative of him being a soft hitting shortstop kind of even if it were to stick around, I mean, you had a double, a triple and a homer in this time span. So I'm totally fine with what he's doing. But even if he goes back to more of the guy, that's more of just a singles hitter, I can live with that. If you're stealing bags, like D Gordon had a place in this league for a long time because he'd get on base and then he'd steal a bag. I think CJ can do that. You know, I think he's got a little more power than that, but if, even if he just turns into that, I'm fine with that. Cause that's a good leadoff guy that gets on in front of the, the boppers in the middle of that lineup, steals a bag. That's what I want to see out of CJ. So I've been very encouraged with what I've seen out of him. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, a couple of things on him. Uh, the the two areas that I just was dumbfounded by that we weren't seeing more of. Like, I understand it takes time to develop, and he's very young, and he's developing at the big league level and all those things. I didn't know why he didn't run more. Like, that was just frustrating to me. You got to be on base to run. That goes without saying. But he's on base enough, and there's never really stolen base opportunities early in the year, and I did not get that. The other thing, and we talked about it on the pod quite a bit, the lack of doubles. Like, with your speed, base hits that aren't directly at outfielders could be hustle doubles. I just didn't understand why there weren't more doubles. Like, steal some of those, and your slug goes up, and your OPS goes up, and you're in scoring position. And both of those things have happened in spades. And the steals more recently here in the last week or so. But the doubles really over the last month, I'd say, have skyrocketed. And if you, if you look now, we're about almost on the nail at the number of at-bats he had last year in the big leagues between the Padres and the Nats. I think he was right around 285 at-bats last year, and right now he's around 295 at-bats. So you're a couple of games off. But he scored about 10 more runs. He's got five more hits, so very comparable there. The total bases, 90 to 125. Like he's doing a lot more damage. Five more doubles, uh, twice as many triples, four times as many home runs. He's gone from two to eight. You know, almost double the RBI, over double the walks. Still doesn't walk at all. He's got 12 walks. I'd like to see that number go up. But, you know, over twice the stolen bases with fewer caught stealing. That's kind of what I'm looking at is just the growth. Like, yes, it's still not where you want it or need it to be. I say this too often. I'm a broken record on this. Eighth youngest player in the major leagues on opening day, right? I mean, it's it's just, I, I know people don't like hearing this, but it doesn't always come easily. We got spoiled with Harper and with Soto and, and with Rendon and some of those guys, you know, that hit right away. And I would also just point out Abrams is not on that level of Harper, an MVP, or, uh, or uh, Soto, an MVP. Like, that's not what this is. But if, if you could start to dream on, all right, let's say 
maybe he's a 15 to 20 home run guy at his peak. And maybe he's a 35 to 40 steel guy. Like that's a really important, valuable player. He's also oddly, I was talking to Dave Jagler about this recently, the voice of the Nats. He's played way better defense lately since being moved up to the leadoff spot. It's almost like his whole game, his confidence is carried over from how he's hitting. But if you're playing good defense at shortstop with his range, getting to the types of balls that he can, that very few guys are able to at that spot and you're hitting, I'm just going to throw numbers out, but like 16 to 18 home runs and you're stealing 42 bags in a season and you're hitting 275 or 280 like that is going to make some all-star teams. And it, it's going to be a really valuable, good player on a first division club. Uh, I, I would point out again, I'm not telling you this is a great year, He's still below league average, I think, with OPS. I think league average is around 720. In fact, he's he's right about league average now. So that's actually a really encouraging sign. Um, having said that, he's got some better like better numbers. If you pull up him and Trey Turner and you compare the two, batting average, OPS, stuff like that, like he's outperforming a guy who was great in the WBC, who's been an MVP caliber player before. So uh, there is plenty to like here with the Abrams progression. Yeah, and we'll just continue to watch throughout the rest of the second half here and see exactly how he does because, I mean, you got that first series out of the break. He looks good in that leadoff spot. We'll see how it continues.